is Ashley here, and it's Taylor, and, and we welcome are here. Back. Yes, <laughs> we are here with okay, coffee. That was the best way to start this thing. <laughs> welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> um, welcome back to Coffee Bible Time. If you're new here, we want to say welcome because hey, guess what? We're pretty much new here too. This is only our fourth podcast. Yeah, and we want to say thank you so much for the feedback that we've gotten for the podcast and just like how we were higher up on the religious charts on, on the iTunes, iTunes. So keep sharing it with your friends. Make sure you rate and make sure you, um, I was going to say subscribe. Comment, rate, and subscribe. That's <laughs> the old YouTube. Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. But if you're on the podcast, which... I totally hope you are. Then make sure you rate and what's that other word? Leave a review. Review. We're still getting new to this, you know? Yeah. So our podcast is pretty empty. Um. So anyways, today's podcast is going to be on FOMO and loneliness. You guys, we are picking these topics straight from our Instagram poll. So if you have not been to our Instagram, yes, we do ask you guys to give us polls sometimes. And um, also, this hasn't been any feedback yet, but Ashley and I have concluded that we need to start saying who's talking because we sound identical. We do. Let's try to have them guess who's talking. Okay. Hugo. Wait. No, wait, no. Wait. <laughs> I need to tell them. Okay. On YouTube, they'll know, but maybe I'll black out the screen on YouTube because oh, we yeah. film these for YouTube, too, by the way. So, okay. try to guess who's talking. I like dogs. I like cats. I like cheese. I like cheese. My favorite's Gouda. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was oh, good. Also, we have the same laugh. <laughs> and just so you know, if you're new here, also if you don't even know us that well, me and Taylor, Ashley and Taylor, I, this is Ashley, by the way. Oh, my. Oh. Um, me, we are sisters, and I am 21 years old. Taylor is 19. 19. Sorry. That's okay. And honestly, we wanted to tell you guys that we grew up in the suburbs, the uh, suburbs of Chicago in the Midwest. We went to public school. We lived, you know, just a pretty normal, average American childhood. And we're normal girls. Completely normal. You guys can trust us. We aren't, you know, the celebs of podcasting. We aren't even the celebs of YouTube. No. We, we're just regular. You know what? That's what I love about us, and that's what I love about Coffee and Bible Time is that we hope to give you guys just a perspective that's very fresh and um, relatable, relatable and honest, honest about just, like, living everyday life because we know most of you guys are just you know, living your everyday life and trying to glorify God. So mm-hmm. hopefully mm. that's what our podcast is helping you guys with, how to weave Jesus and honoring God into everyday life. So that's our goal. Yes. And today's podcast, you know what, ladies, we aren't going to make it a downer, but yes, it is about FOMO. It's about FOMO, fear of missing out. And it's also about loneliness, bum, 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 something we all have to deal with sometimes. But I thought, you know, we'd kick it off with a little bit of an icebreaker. Ooh, what is it? Drum roll between Ashley and I. Who has the most FOMO-ish 
high school experience. It is a competition. So I will go first. I have a little bit of my top three typical FOMOers. And it starts with this. Number one, prom and homecoming didn't go. Gone with the wind. Didn't even look at dress options. Um, Didn't even step foot on that plaster gym floor. Um, (laughs) Number two, um, I didn't go to parties. Didn't go to one high school party. I threw a lacrosse party for the girls that were on my lacrosse team. But it, let me tell you, it wasn't a rager. We just watched movies, had fun. Girl, that's better than a rager. A, you know what? Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Can we get an amen, mm-hmm. ladies? Mm-hmm. And then the last one that I have is no social media. Well, technically, I did have a social media. I had I had an Instagram my freshman year, possibly my sophomore year. But after that, I think I deleted it. You know, I she had you had other social media. You didn't have Instagram and Facebook, but you did have. Oh, I you didn't have on, Snapchat. You would go mm. on YouTube. Yeah, you know what? Good job for not having. You know Snapchat. what? Did I? You know, I think I had my freshman year, but I faded out quickly because I realized that social media was a very not healthy place for me to be. Yeah, I think. Am I trying to say my FOMOs now? Yeah. Okay. This is Ashley, by the way. So my FOMOs, and I did not have these planned like you did. So, well, I wrote down um, oh. one of yours. I can say one for you already. You what? didn't, you weren't in the high school sports. You weren't into high school sports. No, and you totally were. I had FOMO from like, yeah, high school sports. I was a cheerleader like for a few months of my first freshman, freshman year. And I ended up quitting. So. Amen, sister. Yeah, I'm glad I did. Um, And then. What else was a FOMO for me in high school? No shade to anyone that isn't cheer. Just I think a you. big, oh, it wasn't for me at all at that point in my life. It was for a lot of, at the beginning of my life. If you guys didn't know, I used to be a cheerleader. Competitive. Competitive. Boy. And, yeah. Anyways, a second FOMO was friendships. Because mm. I remember my freshman and my sophomore year, I literally had no one. Mm. Mm-hmm. And mm. that was a big struggle bus for me. That falls into the loneliness category, too. Yeah, I was really lonely at school. It was very depressing. Anyways, but then my junior and senior year got a lot better. I had a lot mm-hmm. of friends at church, mm-hmm. so that was my safe haven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my third FOMO, so first sports, second friendships, and third, probably the FOMO of popularity. Because I hmm. remember I was just very me. Mm-hmm. And I had short hair, short curly hair that I brushed out, and yes. I wore what I wanted. I didn't care what people thought of me. Like, I, it was modest and everything, but it was just kind of like, <laughs> no offense, <sighs> but looking back, weird clothing. And I'm saying that for me. I don't really care, but like, you know, what anyone else wears. But looking back, I'm like, how the heck did I wear those things? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was just kind of weird and... You know, I love me looking back, of course, and I'm still the same person today, just a little different maybe, but... You know, those high school years are awkward. I was very awkward. I almost went through a middle school phase, phase my first year of high school, so... Yeah. 
you know what, I will say that Ashley and I, you know, I'm not saying that we're anomalies, but you know what, you guys might even be able to relate to this. We used to beg our mothers to homeschool us, even through high school. Yeah, I was so done with public school. I just couldn't handle it anymore, and our I school, was fed up with... It was just uh, crazyville. Our school had, you know, our, my grade was like a thousand... Was it a thousand five hundred kids? Three? Yeah, I don't a know. Lot. A ton of kids, and that's just in my grade, so our whole school together was like massively ginormous fun fact our school was built by an a prison architect so that just gives you a little bit there of an like idea the tiniest window in the corner of the rooms and yeah. it was like what if i just need a little air but it was like <laughs> literally a brick uh, brick cell school classroom yes that's what it felt like yeah and you know what Looking back, we did beg our parents to homeschool us, but there was a lot of valuable lessons we learned. Oh and my guess gosh. what? More than I I'm going to toot Ashley's horn right now. Yes, I am. Be prepared to be tooted. Ashley started her own high school Christian group in in the in our second campus of our high school for 2 years led the group one year faithfully with Megan Waterhouse. One year? Only one year? Yeah, it was only one year. And I didn't technically start it. I just kind of continued it on. But here's the thing. You were faithful to God's calling in our very secular school. And you know what? That's another factor. Throw that factor in there. Being a Christian in a public high school... Or a public college. Or a public college. Middle school. You know, it honestly predispositions you to feeling a little bit different. Or a lot a bit different and possibly even more lonely. And so when you started your Christian group, that was a leap of faith. Because when you go to a public school, it's likely you don't know a lot of Christians. And granted, there could be Christians all around you. But you don't know if they're Christian because nobody says that they're Christian unless they're extremely radical. In a public high school, because it's not popular to say you're a Christian. And it's almost viewed as more disappointing you almost feel like your peers are disappointed in you when you find out that you're christian like i don't know public school things if you guys went to public school you probably are able to relate but yeah even in a public workplace if you're older and you're working in like just a normal everyday job mm-hmm. that's hard too mm-hmm. to to stand out to to live with integrity in the workplace and to be fair and honest with everyone and to shine Christ's light even at your job where you're probably not even allowed to talk about mm-hmm. Jesus technically. Um, it's hard. It's hard being a mm-hmm. Christian in a modern secular society like America where we're, we're honestly, as, as an American, um, as the American country, we are growing more towards secularism, more towards where... Um, Godlessness. Where England England is right now. Is it England or somewhere in Europe? Europe. All of Europe as a whole is just we're following them and walking in a, into a path of darkness as a nation. And so it's just hard being Christians here. And I think it's harder than it's ever been in America right now because it's just so... Christians have become the outsiders. We used to be like it used as a nation used to be, okay, we're a Christian nation. Everyone calls themselves a Christian. Mm -hmm. As time went on, 
the Christians started becoming the outsiders. More people are not believers. More people are, or mm-hmm. less people are mm-hmm. And you know what? On the flip side of that, I do remember our pastor, he was, you know, giving a sermon and he kind of flipped it a little on his head, on its head. You know, he's like, hey, listen, it might feel like our nation is going through a very, like, difficult transition where Christians are being marginalized and pushed to the side and it's an unpopular thing. People don't just call themselves Christian anymore because it it isn't favorable to call yourself a Christian anymore like it was back then. But now when you call yourself a Christian, you're actually setting yourself up for criticism and to be criticized by your peers. And he, he kind of looked at that as a positive thing because as believers, we want to set that example and we want to share Christ's light to people. And how much easier is it going to be now to discern who is a Christian versus who says they are a Christian, but really doesn't get it? Now it's like more black and white. You mm-hmm. can see who needs Christ's love because nobody's trying to fake being Christian anymore. Yes. Maybe some people it's are. It's hard to, let's say someone said they're a Christian but you knew they really didn't know what believing in Christ means. They're not living their life for Christ, but they say they are. To talk them out of, to talk them into saying, um, you really, you don't understand it, you don't believe it, and then talk them back into mm-hmm. believing, that's hard. But for someone who admits they aren't a believer, they don't believe, to, to, to start there and say, okay, this is how you believe, that's almost easier. That's what he was saying. Yes. And you know what? I, I love James in the Bible, his words, count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds or of any kind. And so consider a joy that we are living in this era where we have FOMO for being Christians. We do feel lonely as being Christians and we do feel like outsiders. We do feel marginalized. Mm -hmm. We aren't going to initially feel joy for this or... Or um, joy isn't always just a feeling, but it's it's an act. We're not going to act joyful because of this initially. But as we ponder these things, we must realize that this is a joy to be living in this time because we get to be lights for Christ. And in an ever-darkening society, we get to shine even more brightly because mm-hmm. in the dark, the light shines bright. Wow. And so let's consider it a joy right now to mm-hmm. be believers, to be the light of Christ. It's yeah. hard. Hey, it that reminds me of a bird. But what? Arise, shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord shines upon you. And then it keeps, it goes That's on and says, Although the darkness covers the earth, the Lord's light shines upon you or something. I don't know. That's actually probably one of my, it's Isaiah 60. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably look that puppy up later in the video, but that's a very encouraging verse. It's actually one of my favorite verses. Why don't I just throw it out there? It's my favorite verse. Yeah. Um, but anyways, going back to FOMO, I pulled up, and, and ladies, listen to this list. Men out there, listen to this list too, okay? Um, this is Taylor, by the way. <laughs> I looked up high school bucket list, and boy, is it interesting And I would say that the average person probably would look at this bucket list and think that there's nothing wrong. Why don't I just roll on through? Number one, ditch school with friends. Number two, go to parties. Number three, go to prom and dances. Number three, take shots. Four, sneak out. Five, get effed up. (laughs) 
Uh, six, get high. Seven, kiss a boy. Eight, drink until you pass out. Nine, hang out with friends. That's a casual one. Love that. And ten, go skinny dipping. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. I don't want to be in a pool naked. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought I would throw that <laughs> You know what? I just thought that was interesting because I was looking at it. I was thinking about the topic of FOMO. I was like, okay, let me go to what the average person wants to do. What are things that most people feel like they can they can group together and do because it's what it's for the common interest of everyone. So I look up bucket lists. I read that list, and I'm telling you, I almost poop my pants. Not really. I do think I've been having a stomach ache today. So, yeah, the tummy was a little rumbly, but no, I didn't think I was going to poop my pants, but I was shocked. I was shocked I'm by the I'm not list. shocked at all by that list. Really? You think no. that, you really think a high school bucket list takes shots? Yes. Are you kidding me? The culture we grew up in in high school, that is the exact bucket list. And you know what? There might be a little bit of FOMO, but as a believer... I don't even want to partake in those things. Like, yeah, I think for me, my struggle as a believer with FOMO is within within the Christian realm. within the Christian realm mm. of my bubble. For example, seeing like what I used to really struggle with was seeing a bunch of friends hang out and then they post it on social media. Yeah, and being like, why didn't they invite me? Like, what's so wrong about wow, me? Wow, we're like, digging. We're getting there. Amen. That you, was something I shared yes, with. Yes, even FOMO. within um, the, what do you call it, youth group. Mm-hmm. Youth group, I say, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sure I talked about it in one of the, our videos, but I had a rough freshman and sophomore year of youth group because I transitioned from being in a small um, grade school. I had lots of friends. People know who you are naturally because you've been with them your whole life. Mm-hmm. Then you go to high school and you're shoved into a sardine packed prison filled with thousands of students, majority secular, and you have to start over. And for me, that even was the same with youth group because my childhood friends that I went to youth group with were now choosing whether they wanted to go to youth group or not, and they weren't coming. It was just me. And I was I was put in a group of kids in, in youth group who I didn't feel like I fit in with. I would say 98% of the people in my youth group, sad statistic that I'm coming up with myself, was not welcoming, did not make me feel 
loved and weren't there to reach out for me in a hard time. And it's because people already had groups. And that's where I resonated what you were saying. When people have groups, they don't even realize that they're leaving people out. It just happens. And so I don't hold it against anybody. I did have one friend. Her name was Samantha. And she really reached out and like wanted me to be a part of her friend group and was like, listen, everybody, Taylor's so nice and funny. And then I felt like I, you know, later belonged in later years. And I feel like what Samantha did for you is what we should all be doing. And it's just like, that is what Christ did to people. He saw the lonely. He saw the hurting and the pain in those people's eyes and reached out to them. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, in whatever environment we're in today, we can do that. Yeah. And it's like, am I being the person that I needed? Am I being the person yeah. that when I was in that place that I needed? And it's like, as you go through these things in life where you feel lonely, you feel FOMO, mm-hmm. you feel like no one wants to be your friend. Um, you feel weird. You feel on the outside. I pray that someone will come alongside you and lift you up. And I'm just saying, me and Taylor are here for you. We may be across the internet somewhere, but we love you. And we know that Christ loves you so much. But if you've been through that and you're ready to help someone else, I'd encourage you to be that Samantha to someone. Mm -hmm. Be that person who says, you know what? I want to be the person who I needed five years ago, ten years ago when I was hurting. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I have to say I resonate with that too because this past year I became a leader at the same youth group that I was at that, you know, I had a little bit of a harder time with in my earlier years of high school. I'm so proud of you. And you know what? Not to say that it was a complete bummer because I made friends with the leaders and the leaders were rocking at the youth group. Love the leaders. Love the leaders. They're always there for you. But that honestly, when I chose to become a leader this year, that was something that I feel like I was most excited about was just being able to love the students that were at the youth group and show them, you know, even if it's just a portion of how much God loves them and just to encourage them through high school because, hey, it's a hard time for a lot of, it's a hard time for a lot of people. And I just wanted to like encourage them, uplift them and say, listen, you're really cool. I'm, I might be a leader, and you might not appreciate it because I'm not a peer, but you're really stinking cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what? What are we? Where are we going with? This? <laughs> <laughs> we going on tangents. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, anyways, that was the FOMO section. But this, oh, we're sn- we're done talking about FOMO. Is there anything else we can encourage no, but the people it, with FOMO it, with? Uh, encouragement with FOMO. Um, because what if there's a girl out there who's just struggling severely with FOMO right fear, now? Fear of missing what out. What encouragement can we give them? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Which, if you delight yourself in the Lord, your desires will be his desires. That's what I think. And what I find from that verse, and I feel like God really showed me what that verse means. And I mean, of course, it means delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. But as I was pondering on, on it one day, I really found that when we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will give give us the desires of our heart. And But if we're delighting ourselves in the Lord, we will ultimately desire him. Yes. 
And, like, he will be our delight. Yes. And so it's just, like, a circle. Like, the more you delight yourself in the Lord, the more your desires will be him. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like, zoo. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I can explain it on podcast zoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the girl who's struggling with FOMO, because I've really struggled with FOMO before. Actually, I still do. Your FOMO was b- a different type of FOMO. Your FOMO was... You were afraid of not doing everything, so you did it all, and it severely burnt you out. Yeah, so even this past semester in college, I said yes to everything. Mm -hmm. I literally, okay, I probably said no to a few things, but I mean, I said yes to majority of everything. And And they were good things. All good things. I'm telling you, prayer groups, um, college group, um, school, homework, other prayer groups, another missions group, um, my PCM, serving at church, just thing after thing after mm-hmm. thing. Not to mention all the people at college who want to have coffee dates, who want to go out and, you know, chat or mm-hmm. all these different things. And and then coming home and, and um, being a good sister and a good daughter and everything. And so I said yes to everything because severely because of FOMO. And I don't know. I was just... Even in college, like, if I spend two or three hours alone in my room, I feel guilty about it. Because mm. FOMO creeps in. I'm like, what are other people doing? Are they having fun? Oh, my gosh, what could I be doing to further God's kingdom? I should be praying right now. I should be X, Y, Z. And my FOMO is about I just can't rest. Yeah. And... I'm really trying to make a commitment for this semester to say no to things. And yep. I've already ri- I've written down a list of everything that I could say yes to. And I just prayed, God, what do you want me to do? And I haven't made any decisions wow. yet. I made the list. So if you guys are struggling with a massive to-do list, everything you have to do, saying yes to everything, write out a list of all those things and pray. Yeah. And I was encouraged by another friend from Moody who did that, Alyssa. She's like, I just wrote out a list and I'm praying through it. And I'm like, wow. Good for I'm her. Like, Dang. Sometimes see, it's just that simple. Simply is praying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, you encouraged me by yeah, that. Yeah. And I was encouraged by a comment that I was reading through our last YouTube podcast video where someone said, it begins with prayer and it ends with prayer. Yeah. And I thought it, that was beautifully said. Whatever you're doing, have it start with prayer and end it with prayer. And that's, I mean, that's a way to ensure that you are seeking God's will through everything. I love how we're talking about prayer now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a Christian podcast, so as oh, long as we're not talking about... I love it. Um, so anyways, quickly segue in, because we got about 10 minutes, possibly five minutes of talking about loneliness because hey the other tag part of this was loneliness we dipped our toe a little bit into the water but i had decided that i would kind of break this loneliness up okay for ashley i do like putting her on the spot so here is the quick little five minuter that i'm gonna have ashley pick between this is the loneliness categories you can choose Mm. a simply loneliness advice b toxic relationships not wanting to end in fear of loneliness. Wait, oh, I didn't know. Okay, can you start that? Just yes, bit? I'll start that over. One, you get to choose between simply giving them loneliness advice. Okay. B, toxic relationships not ending in fear of loneliness. Okay. 
C, having too many friends but feeling lonely. Okay. And C, you can give it, oh, I'm sorry, A, B, C, D. And D, you can give it to me and I will give them my little spiel. Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, n- number, okay, I was about to say number D. Okay, I'm getting a little delirious. Yes, um, you are. Okay, letter C, or letter D, you let me give them a little bit of advice on loneliness. Well, I want you to do that, but I also want to pick one of the others. Okay, so pick one of the others, and I'll give my last little snippet. Okay. Lon- simple loneliness advice, toxic relationships, or having too many friends feeling lonely. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with the second one. Okay, toxic, toxic relationships. relationships. Um, and I wanted to talk about this one because we have both gone through it. Yeah. So has the, probably the average person. We need but. to make a podcast on friendships, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. But, um, so, I, I guess my short little snippet on what I want to say about toxic relationships is that... Um, I, I'm thinking about the past relationship I was in, mm-hmm. guy-girl mm-hmm. relationship. Okay. So toxic and relationship. Relay-lay. And one of my fears was breaking up with him and I would like, I'm, I'm going to be lonely. Like I'm mm. going to, I'm not going to have this Christian guy who like right. wants to pursue me this, and wants to marry me. Right. And so that really was a big player in the decision the prolonging the prolonging the, yeah. and so i would just encourage you if you're in a toxic relationship friendship boyfriend girlfriend anything like that um don't let the fear of being lonely stop you from you know making the decision you know you have to make yeah and you know what that is. Mm-hmm. I feel like deep down we know what that is. I've yes. talked to a lot of girls, and a lot of times they come to me. And a lot of times they come to me and they say, like, I'm with this guy, but it doesn't feel right inside. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to break up with him. Mm-hmm. I love him, X, Y, Z. It's just not the best relationship, though. And I'm always, like, I tell them my story, my testimony. Mm-hmm. And I just say, you know what's in your heart. Yeah. And ultimately, I can't make that decision for you. I can't tell you to leave him. You have to make that decision for yourself. But you know what you have to do. Yes. And they do. Like every girl I've talked to knows what she has to do, but is resisting it, Mm. is pushing it down, Mm -hmm. shoving it under the Mm -hmm. carpet. And so I just want to encourage you, if you need to do something, do it today. I love how you changed the idiom of... Pushing it under the rug to shoving it under the carpet. Is that a thing? I don't think shoving it under the carpet, but I love it. I don't know if that had anything to do with loneliness, No, it does, because guess what? For your situation, prolonging the decision of breaking up with a possible toxic relationship was you trying to help yourself in a way not feel lonely. Mm-hmm. It was trying, but here's what I was going to bring this full circle. When you were talking about how giving advice to girls who know they're in a toxic relationship and in their minds they know that it needs to be broken up is this. 
we talked about this in our New Year's resolution podcast. There are things that we have all deep inside of us called values. And our values are things that we personally believe. It's like our moral compass. You can have many different values And your values aren't something that you check off of a list. It isn't a New Year's resolution goal. It's something that is with you for the rest of your life and your values shape your actions. And when you do not actively know what your values are or you don't name them, it makes decisions harder because you're trying to blindly go about, okay, why am I saying yes to this? Why am I saying no to this? When when you name your values, you're able to more see whether this is a toxic relationship or if it's not. For instance, if you are in a relationship with a boy, you have a feeling it's toxic or even a friendship, you have a feeling it's toxic, but you don't know why you would want to break up with them. If you know your values, let's say your value is Number one, your faith. Number two, your second value is love. Your third value is respect. Your fourth value is confidence. And you evaluate that relationship. It does that other person value your faith. Are they bringing you down in your faith? Because if they are, that might not be making, that might not be leading you towards your value of faith. If if they're always constantly degrading you and making you feel bad about yourself and your self-worth, then they're not helping you lead you towards your value of confidence. If they're discouraging you or, I mean, God forbid, abusing you, then that certainly is not leading you to your value of love. And so when you name your values and write it down, which by the way, I did um, look it up. If you look up list of values, there's Websites that give you like 200 lists of values. There's lots of values that you can have. When you list it out, you're able to make the decisions with a more clear sound of mind because you know what is important to you and what is important in your heart for you to live your life with peace. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. What does that have to do with loneliness? I, well, that was going off of toxic relationships. Keeping oh. a toxic, <laughs> gotcha. No, that makes a, sense. Keeping a toxic relationship that totally, in fear of totally makes sense. But hey, if your if your value is community, if you value community, but maybe you've been feeling like you don't belong and you've been going inside, then maybe you need to think about is staying inside hurting, is it leading me toward my value of community? And if it is, then you might have to tell yourself, okay, this week I'm going to do opposite action. I'm going to do opposite of what I think I want in my head, which is to stay inside because it makes me feel safe and just have the action of saying, okay, I'm going to youth group this week. Or, hey, it's going to be my goal to talk to two people on the lobby outside of church today because guess what? My value is community and I'm going to listen to my heart and what it wants this week. Mm-hmm. Is the heart deceptive above all things? Well, that's I was not exactly say, what I was going to say. Does that desire align up with what God desires? And God desires for us to live in community, like in the in His Word, we're meant to live in community. So for you, for your heart's desire is to want community, then that's and a good friendships. Thing. Then that's a good thing. And and if you're a shy, scared person who doesn't like talking, to give yourself that goal of okay, I'm going to talk. To have like a genuine deep conversation with one person at church today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's a great goal to have, especially because God did put desires in our heart that are good. And so I wanted to close with this. This is Ashley, by the way. 
And I wanted to close with some scripture just because, I mean, at the end of the day, regarding FOMO, fear of missing out, and loneliness, um, human beings can meet those needs only to a certain point. Like, yes, we were created to be in relationships with human beings, but there comes a point where a human being can't fill or satisfy another part of our heart that only God was meant to satisfy. And I always want to circle back around to God's word, always want to circle back around to Christ and how he has come to like his purpose of coming to the earth and dying for us was to have a personal relationship with us. Like that is the reason. And so there is a God who loves you absolutely loves you head over heels loves you like did if everything Jesus he could wore high heels he would be head over here yeah head and over so, sandals and so funny um Thanks. in your in your deep heart's desire of not wanting to miss out and not wanting to be lonely in those moments turn to the lord and the cliche is he can satisfy you only he can satisfy you And you know what? It's true. At the end of the day, only Christ can satisfy you. Like literally nothing else in this world will. And even if you don't feel satisfied by him, I just pray and I want to encourage you to keep running back to him and keep begging him saying, God, please satisfy me. Please show me you love me. Please show me you're you're there. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage you to read the Psalms if you're in this boat of loneliness, if you're in this boat of FOMO. Psalms is probably the most relatable book in the Bible and it's written thousands of years ago but so hashtag relatable to today Mm -hmm. um but i just i have my my bible open right now and i just want to read you just like random lines from psalms two three and four but like um the psalmist says oh lord you are shield about me my glory the lifter of my head i love that line um he answered me for the lord sustains me and salvation belongs to the lord Let's see. You have given me the re- you have given me relief. The Lord sets apart the godly for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when grain and wine abound. For, for you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. And now I'm just reading you guys random lines from like Psalms 2 and 3 or yeah, three and four. And so there's a million more glory, there's a million more. Ones. Yeah. And so I just want to encourage you guys in that feeling of loneliness, in that feeling of FOMO, turn to the Lord, turn to his word and you, you'll feel filled up. Mm-hmm. You'll feel satisfied mm-hmm. when that friend has turned her back on you, turn to the Lord, turn to his word. When that boyfriend find just let you down again and again turn to the lord when when your family just keeps hurting you turn to the lord because he is the one who never will i love how ashley looks at me oh no i didn't mean that when your sister is getting on your last nerves and she just keeps on giving you emotions and you just shove it under the carpet we had a really bad day today hey you know what? This can be encouragement to some of you guys. If you if you listened this long. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley and I did have a hard day. And you know what? I am proud of us today because we never gave up. Like trying to listen to each other and understand where we were coming from. And end it with 
both of us saying sorry and both of us searching for forgiveness and calling upon the Lord. And you know what? Listen, folks, it was a hard day. And it was a hard journey from the beginning of sisterhood. From the minute I came out that womb, I was, you know, pooping in her hands and vomiting all over her. No, you, okay. okay. <laughs> I think it, we're going on a tangent now. We gotta end this thing. Yeah, we gotta end this minutes. thing. Listen, folks. We love you guys. Yeah, we love you. Um, And yes, we were going completely ham and crazy. And what we want to say to acknowledge that me and her had a bad day is just that. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're human beings. We mess up. Me and her just... You know, we went through things. We all go through things. And I love you, Taylor. And I always want to do coffee and Bible time with you. Stop it. Okay, but people, you're always going to have those moments of being lonely, those moments of FOMO. But what are you going to do about it? How are you going to handle it in the absolutely right way? I'd say turn to the Lord. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Also, turn to strong friendships, strong mentors. So we love you guys so much. Excuse me, young lady. I'm just kidding. That's turning to okay, a drug listen, to help you through. I had strong coffee today, and it is burning my intestines and burn myself. That's what it will be later. So thank you, Ashley. I want to love you guys. Oh, oh sorry, sorry. Oh, hey, very important note. We are coming out of podcasts every single Monday. We should have said that at the beginning. Yeah, Gosh, we have failed. But if you listen to the end, then you're a true one. So we're coming out of podcasts every single Monday and a YouTube video every single Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. And we'll see you all in our next podcast and YouTube video. Bye.